all you real true fact finders it's time for real true facts the real true podcast my name is wendy malik and i am jordan knight not that not one. that one yeah uh thanks again for tuning in this week since our last episode on the loch ness monster nestor uh has been in the news there was actually a sighting i think it was a nice drone shot uh so maybe it was a footage from from a bird yeah, I heard about this. I didn't see it, so you'll have to maybe kind of clue me in. But I, I heard there was a, yeah, a shot of of the lake and um, another shot of Nestor. Is yeah. so what kind of uh, what kind of photo or video footage did we glean this time? It, you know, it was actually different than previous footage because we know we have the um, the black and white photos, the very grainy stuff. This is actually really clear. It was an aerial shot. And it was kind of far away, but it was really beautiful. Uh, you can, can kind of see the um, um, like uh, markings, or, or you know, the the what what uh, Nestor's back would look like. It's just very very pretty. It was a very pristine photo. Um, no visual of the head or, or body, you know, tail or anything. But it was just sort of like the back coming out of the water. Um, just looking super peaceful in the lake, business as usual. And uh, it looked like a really nice photo. Obviously, there's some people out there saying that maybe it was a fish instead. Um, but there are some uh, cryptozoologists that are out there that um, are saying that this is definitely a photo of Nestor. Right. I Yeah, I don't know that, um, you know, we've seen many other fish really kind of showing off out of uh, uh Nestor's uh, territory. So, um, yeah, it's interesting. And the timing is uh, couldn't be um, more um, uh, more appropriate considering we just, you know, released that episode and, uh, you know, Nestor shows uh, shows up again in the, in the media. Yeah, it was really cool. It was like next day after we put the episode out, that photo popped up and it was just really cool to see uh, how um, I guess we, we've got our ear to the track there. We, we know what's going on. So very cool. So I thought we'd bring that up before we get into our topic today. Uh, today we are discussing the Jersey Devil. That is something I don't know much about, but the pictures I've seen actually look really adorable. Have you seen a picture of the Jersey Devil, Jordan? I saw a lot of things. <laughs> so you know, it'll be interesting to kind of get into it and see what, uh, yeah, what we're dealing with here, what it is, what it isn't. Um, I guess I, I, I was kind of a, a adorability agnostic. Um, I didn't think of one way or the other. So, um, it's interesting that you, you know, came to that conclusion. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I think he's cute. I mean, it kind of has a head of a goat. It's got wings. Uh, there's like a kangaroo tail. It's sort of just like a mashup of a bunch of different animals and no one really knows what it is. Um, there, I had to do a little bit of preliminary research so I would know what we were talking about with our guest today. Uh, and we'll introduce him later in the show. But um, as, as far as I know, just in southern New Jersey and Philadelphia folklore, uh, Jersey Devil, also known as the Leeds Devil, is said to inhabit uh, South Jersey. They describe it as like a, a flying, they said biped, so that means it walks on two legs, a flying biped with hooves. Uh, but there are many different variations. There's a kangaroo creature with a goat or a horse head. There's bat wings. Sometimes he has 
horns and clawed hands. So it just kind of looks like a, a Pokemon, <laughs> I guess. Just like a big oh, okay, yeah, you know that's I mean? a good point. I, I think yeah, poke Pokemon or pocket monster. Yes. Uh, I don't think you're far off there, and um, yeah, it does sound like uh, you know the in the medieval days. I guess we had uh, or not even medieval days. If you go back in time, we had you know griffins and manticores and right. all kinds of other combinations. And in modern day, we have um, you know a Pokemon, and they are uh, our very own kind of take on on these creatures um so i think uh, yeah that'll be you know one interesting uh facet to examine is uh you know the, the lore and the truth yeah. and how we perceive them so maybe there'll even be that classic uh anthropolo anthropological anthropology angle there with yeah. uh dr seymour Yes, who is back again this week. Uh, he was off on assignment last week, so we, uh, we did not have the pleasure of his company, but he is back today. And um, I guess, why don't we bring him in? Uh, we'll, we'll get him up from the science bunker here. I know he's, he's a busy guy here. Uh, Dr. Seymour, are you with us right now? Yes, I am. So hey. great to be back. Yes, Thank welcome you. back. Yes, thanks. Uh, thanks for joining us uh, again this week, especially after some of uh, uh, the the harrowing experiences with your your most uh, recent ex experiment. Is that is that true? I heard uh, grumblings uh, and rumblings from the bunker that um, your experiment uh, took an extra toll. Mm -hmm. Yes, when we when we were last spoke uh, two weeks ago, I was I was. Um, and we were working on some different cloning experiments and I had been um, developing different hybrids and kind of genetic versions of some bees to try to up the number of bees out there. And shortly um, after we spoke, it wasn't uh, more than a day or two after those, uh, the, uh, the clones kind of multiplied and, and turned on me. And then it was uh, just a whole series of events there getting, getting the whole experiment back in order, um, kind of a creation turning on its creator situation, but we've, we've got everything back in order and, um, we are doing great in the bunker again. Good. Great. That's great good to, to hear. hear. Yeah. Yeah. I can't imagine, uh, the, you know, that kind of Frankenstein situation, uh, at least as far as I know uh, the, that Frankenstein, I haven't read the book per se, but I, I think it's a situation of the creation turning on its creator um, and that kind of situation. So I'm, I'm glad that you were able to get control and kind of put the toothpaste back in the tube as best you could. Yes, and um, we are going forward with more momentum and more resolve than ever. So do not worry about this, the present or future of the science bunker. It is it is going strong. Oh, thank God. Thank God. Um, well, good. I am glad that all worked out. You know, the science is pretty metal. So sometimes these things happen. Um, but uh, thank you for uh, coming back today. So Jersey Devil, uh, we ask a lot of biology questions on this show, and you're always very obliging with that. So why don't we just start there? Um, in your research, looking at the anatomy of a Jersey Devil, that is sort of this uh, mashup of so many different kinds of animals. What in the animal kingdom, maybe we were looking at something supernatural too. What makes that possible for an animal to take on traits of something else? Right. I, and all through recorded history and, and even oral history, there's been story of these different hybrid creatures. So it, it definitely is, is something that 
it's not a one-off instance or, or some kid, you know, doodling on a uh, on the uh, back of their placemat at a at a restaurant, and then all of a sudden we're worried about this. It, it is something that has kind of stuck with us through all of human existence. And there's lots of hybrid animals um, that people don't really know exist or not that that common, um, or maybe have heard of them but don't know that they're real. Um, ligers, um, zonkeys, jagalons, there's jeep even. There's just lots of these things where, where animals um, that don't even share a common habitat, when they do come in contact with one another, they're still in that same, uh, a very similar uh, family. So they are able to breed. And then if you kind of continue that one step to the next, it is, it is very not just possible, but it's um, it's very probable that you could take one kind of simple hybrid animal, another hybrid animal, and, and get a lot of traits in one. It, it may not be some a species that is then widespread, but so many of the traits of the Jersey Devil, we hear things like kangaroo, bat, horn, horse, um, horse or goat, all of these are mammals. So, and at a certain point, a mammal can breed with another mammal, and then that can, those can kind of continue until we get um, something unexpected. Hmm. So, wh- when you're describing all these different animals, one that came to my mind was was the platypus. That's that's a another real animal, correct? Yes, yes it is. Um, okay. Yeah, like if if that were described to you you would think it'd be just as ridiculous or more ridiculous than most that I described or even the Jersey Devil itself, a duck and uh, the flippers and a kind of a beaver-like pelt. But yeah, that's a, a very common animal that um, has been around for quite a long time and, and is, not like, uh, is not a one-off, um, rare crossbreeding um, circumstance. Now that's so interesting that you bring up the platypus because when that animal was first discovered, people did not believe that it existed because you have an animal here that um, has a bill, it lays eggs, and I, I believe they are also um, venomous. They're slightly venomous. And so it was just sort of, and it had like a beaver tail. And so it just, it looked like so many different things that I, I think the science community thought that it was a joke. Um, so in the case of the Jersey devil, we might be looking at something that might be in the same family line as a platypus. Yeah. Yeah. Very likely. Yeah. yeah. I think it sets a good precedent for, you know, the, a lot of times the, uh, uh, truth is stranger than fiction. And we encounter that time and time again on the show where, you know, we can't make this stuff up and, um, things that stick have stuck for a reason. Mm-hmm. You know, it sticks around for a very, for very good reason. It's not, you know, rarely does something uh, continue to hold water if uh, it doesn't also hold some kernel of truth. Well, and these are also very specific animals, too. And so I don't know why someone would just make something up if they hadn't seen it. You know, it, it's not really your first go-to to be like, man, I saw this, like, kangaroo horse, bat goat, like... How mm-hmm. would you just see, like, you wouldn't know to describe it like that if you hadn't seen it first. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, if I, if, if I were making up an animal, I would immediately go to, you know, uh, it was a lion, dinosaur, um, you know, I'd pick the the, sure. the, the big um, 
uh, uh, the big boys out of the the, the zoo, you know, yeah, the yeah. the more interesting animals. So yeah, I think uh, you know, I, I think that's a really good point, and uh, hopefully we'll get uh, some more some more details this week with uh, with our guest. Yes, we do have a very special guest today, uh, Dr. Seymour. We know that you're busy. We we got to get you back to your bees. Um, is there anything that you would like? to leave us with uh, going into our guests or anything you would like us to know just about maybe the Jersey devil or or things that we should be on the lookout for when we are talking to our guests today. Well, I'm, I'm excited to find out more about the Jersey devil itself. Um, As we know, I've I've, um, more than dabbled in lots of of different um, fields in zoology, biology, et cetera. Um, But it's the best, the best um, way to learn is, is the hands-on experience. So, Someone who has seen, been around, heard, whatever whatever the experience is with with each beast is 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 just a great learning experience. And as you said, it's kind of a, for me right now in the middle of my research. It's also an important time for me to be the hands on. But I will be um, tuning in and um, very excited to hear the developments on the Jersey Devil, so that so that I can look into it more myself and then uh, um, continue to push the scientific community. Um, further in that direction. Wow. Great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think that's wonderful. Um, we uh, hopefully we'll do that. We will we'll keep uh, searching in the name of science and the truth and facts, which is what we do. So um, we will uh, say goodbye temporarily to Dr. Seymour so he can get back to his research. He's in very high demand today. So we're very lucky that he uh, was able to come on the show today. And um, we, I I guess we'll take a a quick little break. And when we come back, we'll talk with our special guest about the Jersey Devil. We are back from a break on Real True Facts. Today, our special guest joining us talking about the Jersey Devil is author David Cole. He is the author of The New Jersey Devil, not the hockey team. I believe that is the full name of the book. Um, He is an absolute expert on the Jersey Devil. He'll help us get into more depth uh, with our preliminary research that Dr. Seymour helped us do. Um, But please help us welcome David Cole to the show. David, hi. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much. I'm Jordan Knight and Wendy Malik. I'm on your show. I am excited. So oh, glad we're to be so here. happy to have you. So happy to have you. So glad to be here. Yeah, um, we're just always happy to to further explore um, the the areas of this world that really need more light shed upon them. And you know, you being uh, an expert on, on on the Jersey Devil helps us. Uh, you know that people ask about it, so we want to answer those questions. So first of all, the Jersey Devil. I mean, it's. Um, it's uh, I, this may sound like an odd question, but it's a it's a real thing, correct? It's a it's a it's a, a real creature. Oh my gosh, Jordan, is it a real thing? It's a, it's it is a real creature. It is still alive today. It is still roaming, uh, in 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 the land uh, in Leeds County and in, in the Leeds area is kind of what they call it. Um, in the Baron Leeds Baron the Barons in in, uh, in New Jersey, it is still there, and this is almost okay, three hundred so years later. In- Okay, wow. Leeds is in New Jersey. For some reason in my head, I always think Leeds is in like England or somewhere over there. So so we have this nailed down. This is a homegrown U.S. Uh, animal. Absolutely. And animal? I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> I guess we'll talk about it. 
Well, it's interesting you bring that up because, you know, we, we're assuming it's an animal. We talked to Dr. Seymour who gave us sort of this precedent of like a platypus um, that might be something similar. But when I was doing my research, I looked into the popular folklore and a lot of people refer to the Jersey Devil as the 13th child, which um, I, I guess there was uh, when they say Leeds, there was uh, someone named Jane Leeds. And as far as I know, she had 12 children. And when she had her 13th child, it came out as this monster that we know as uh, the Jersey Devil. And uh, there was a lot of um, shunning happening in the town and there was a lot of talk that maybe this child was the son of a witch and the devil which sounds really badass but um i think that it it caused a lot of issues for the family so i guess that's where i want to start with what you know about the jersey devil is this animal is this human hybrid shed some light on that for us all right well wendy i mean let's let's step it back just a touch and picture yourself in 1735, okay? 1735, no cell phones, no televisions, um, just small kind of colony-like areas, okay? Mm-hmm. And the father of this lady, Jane Leeds, uh, the, oh, I'm sorry, the, the, the wife, uh, the husband, <laughs> I'm all mixed up, the husband of Jane Leeds, uh, hard worker you know we, we figured out he was a he's, he's a tough worker he, he was he would he would fish and you know work the trade system and that for that time but he liked the drink mm. there's your oh, devil sure. there's your first devil right there oh, okay am i right there's your yeah. there's mm. your first devil um he, he loved oh, the drink and he loved it we know he loved it at least 12 times because they had 12 nights uh, of pure fun, I guess, and enjoyment for the moment and had 12 children together. Yeah. Can you imagine 12 children today? Yeah. No, no, no. I, I don't want to. <laughs> I, can't, I can't imagine no. that many uh, small animals or humans or beings or whatever running yeah. around. No. So this is, yeah, this is no, um, yeah. No. And, and so you think, okay, I've done my time. I've got 12 kids. He continues to drink. She's taking care of these kids. That's like double the Brady Bunch right there. Am I right? Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and it's crazy to, to fathom that. So on another drunken stupor night, they, <clears throat> what we like to follow uh, in, in, in the proper way of saying it, they fornicate. And yeah. um, next thing you know, Jane's pregnant again. Sure. The 13th 13. child. 13, yeah. 13th is it's not a lucky number. I always say no. that, yeah. There's no 13th floor in hotels. That's correct. And in and in the colonies, they did you know this? This is a little off the fact here. They would never build a 13th cabin. Hmm. Everybody uh-huh. had like if you were in a colony, uh, everybody had your you know, depending on this, depending on the uh, where you were in the country too. It could be thatch, it could be mud, um, it could you know. There's various things you know, brick they make the the buildings out of. Mm-hmm. But in a colony, especially in New Jersey at that time, oh, that was the devil time, you know. And they yeah. did not believe in thirteen, so they never would build the thirteenth. 
hive. Yeah. So all the people, you know, the rest of the people that would come into the land, um, they would pretty much put them in the other homes, and they just mix the families up. That's a, that. That's something a lot of people did not know. Wow. So it sounds like this this creature or being really had uh, a tough time before it even came out. I think so. I I truly believe that uh, Jordan. He so. She was so – let me – and I'll, I'll go back a bit. She was so uh, just exhausted having yeah. to take care of 12 children that when the 13th came out, legend has it. But I have it I have it uh, in my book. There's a section in my book where I have um, some of the scribe um, that was uttered. And her true – like if you would put this in a quotes, words were she raised her hands – to the heavens above, and she proclaimed, let this one be a devil. Oh. Let this one be a devil. Yeah. Wow. So sounds like it sounds like a bit of manifest destiny there. Well, you way. know, the saying being born under a bad sign, like this is pretty much it. Yeah, I don't know that it get gets much worse than when that than that. I mean, yeah. you know, uh, it sounds like you that um, it wasn't entirely um, by happenstance. There was a little bit of uh, extra going on here. Yeah. So okay, so it seems like we have a, a, a being here that um, that maybe wasn't uh, initially planned for this Earth, and. Um, and then it and then it comes out right, and um, it wasn't as as all thought uh, should be. Are, are we thinking that this child would have been fine had she not cursed this uh, this baby, or was it going to happen anyway? By all means, this child was cursed before it was even out of the womb. And when it was born, uh, it was a stormy night. It was horrible outside. The father was there. No clue whether he was sipping on the, the whiskey or the libations. He was there. The children were there. It was a rough night. She has the child. And when it, when it comes out, uh, Wendy and Jordan... This child, regular, looked like a regular newborn. Mm-hmm. Everything, n- nothing that looked like what you wouldn't believe is going to Interesting. happen. Interesting. So when uh, when do we see the changes happen then? Within a few minutes. Wow. So apparently transformation began to happen right after like the, 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 the child was washed off and it was looking back at, at the eyes of the kids and looking around and legend has it, but I have it in my scribe in my book. Mm-hmm. The eyes turned red. Horns began to protrude from the right and left side, uh, right around the temple. The face, uh, the baby's face started to morph uh, uh, kind of elongate 
um, like a horse or a goat. You know how a, you know the have a yeah. you know um, it, it, it started forming a little bit of fangs sure. with the teeth. They actually had teeth. Teeth began wow, to form. Okay. Yes, sure. Uh, fur began to just. You know when you get chills. You know when you. you you, you, all of a sudden, you, you, you touch something, or you, or you hear that scratch on the on the on the on the, yeah. on the board. You get that chill, and your hair stands up. This thing, and I say thing now because it's no longer the newborn. This is the devil. This oh. thing, the hair starts to expand and grow and grow. And most sightings have said. Five, six feet tall. I think it was bigger. Yeah. And wow. wings okay. started to form. Hoofs for the feet. Cloven hoofs. And we know what the cloven hoof is. It's the devil. Yeah. So Mary Leeds gave birth to the devil. Absolutely no doubt in my mind. Was wow. she, in your professional opinion, was she a witch? Or was this just a bunch of bad luck bestowed upon her? She called. She called to the devil. She called yeah. that one. I don't. You know what I you know. She took care of twelve kids. I don't think she was the de- uh, a witch, but I think her ways were. Yeah. Yeah, I think we. You know, maybe our our conception uh, of a witch may be different. You know, than it was at the time. You know, back uh, back then, it may have been very various levels and degrees. For us, it's easier to you know, oh, a witch or wasn't it a witch? Uh, you know, but for them, maybe it was uh, this spectrum. Yeah, I, I think I could see how she would be so frustrated that she, and just at her wit's end, that she would just yell out and and curse. Her own offspring. Uh, I, sure, I, yeah, I, I yeah. can see that. You know I, what? You won a thirteen. You gave me this thirteenth one. There you go. Oh, yep, exactly. Here's what you get for your for your efforts and not helping me. If you're going to go hit the bottle, uh, let's let's just do this. Let's do it. Yeah. And I think what intrigues me about this whole thing is it's not you know a mad scientist experiment or you know just a a, a rare monkey in the woods or whatever it's it has this real spiritual quality to it mm-hmm. and it's born of, of humans out of frustration and calling out to this other world and that's really kind of i think speaks to myself and i would think many other people as well well i mean if you're calling out honestly if you're like the vampire if you if you invite the vampire into your home then you're inviting evil into your ho- your home and, they're, and, and they can enter. <clears throat> the devil is the same way. He cannot, in whatever form or fashion he is in, enter until you've asked for him or invited him in. And they invited him in several months before. So this child is the vessel with which the devil is inhabiting um, a corporal form. No doubt. Yeah. And that goes back to, I think the, just making this more, realizing this is more than a, a quirky, a quirky animal. There's, there's more uh, danger to this. There's more, uh, more spiritual. Uh, there are more spiritual stakes. Oh my gosh, Jordan, you don't even know this. What happened afterwards was devastating. This, this thing, as as the as the drunken dad cowered into another room. In, in in 
the, the cabin area, this thing tore through these people. And I don't know if this is a PG show or, or, or from a mature audience program, but let me tell you what. This thing ripped people from limb to limb. All the children, the mother, everybody. Mm-hmm. Right before it, wow. it, it destroyed these people, which would have been his family, he ran quickly up the chimney and he was gone. Yeah. Wow. And that also explains why the story is so difficult to to get out you know when you eliminate all of the the witnesses like that it's not something that's easily spread uh, by anyone who wants to talk about it so this is all starting to to make sense as to the circumstances and the origin and and why it's been shrouded in such mature in, in such mystery because that's not a story that's easy to perpetuate in those yeah. circumstances right, right it's not a happy story and so i think in that sense, it probably immediately becomes folklore, especially in a way to warn others or to teach children lessons. It's like if you drink or if you, you know, uh, in, engage in these debaucherous activities, you know, the devil might inhabit you. You might become uh, the Leeds devil in, in this way. And so I think, uh, you know, from a societal standpoint, it could serve as a cautionary tale as well. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, this thing, this thing didn't stop. I mean, it had, you know, when, when it, and it ripped through there, luckily, um, and as part of my book and through my research, um, my book, um, the New Jersey devil, not the hockey team, uh, that I wrote back in uh, 1994, um, explains how the neighbors of the colony, uh, heard, the trouble that was happening and one happened to be a writer yeah, and wrote everything down from that evening. And that's why we have the information that we have. So to kind of say it's folklore, Wendy, I'm sorry. I, I have to say this, this happens. I have it. I, I have the, I have the proof written in my book. Uh, let's talk about your book for a little bit um, because I want to know now that we have a foundation for the truth behind the origins of the Jersey Devil. I'd like to know what made you want to dedicate your life to the study and also your book, because it is a large book. Um, I I read it many years ago and it took a very long time. Uh, so I've been a fan of yours for a while, but um, you know, to write this, this major I guess omnibus of, of right. the I New Jersey the book. Yeah, yeah. It, it did appear to be very large. I have yeah. to agree with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, forty five hundred you know, pages apparently. Forty five hundred. Yeah, yeah. Um, exhausting, um, but uh, but worth it. Uh, so, what what made you want to dedicate your life to this? You know, it it really rolls back uh, to the to the. You say folklore, and you say uh, stories um, about different things. When you're talking about the Loch Ness earlier today, and other stories like that, um, it intrigued me. It intrigued me to the point where I want to know where this thing is, what it's doing, how it feeds, how it, you know, does it breed? Are there more? Does it actually, you know, um, how much does it get off the ground? I mean, you, you mentioned earlier it was a biped, and it is a biped, meaning much like an ostrich, 
runs on the back two feet. Um, and so is it powerful enough to get in the air? Yes. Is it powerful enough to kill somebody? Yes. Is it powerful enough to scare the kids that has been scaring for years? Yes. And it does mostly. So when it scares the children, it's in the children and the devil is in the children. And then it goes to the adults and then the devil is in the adults. My book is to simply explain through history how the devil runs through the body and ends up in the adult mm-hmm. and ends up causing havoc. And this is an actual creature that has been seen as far back as, as uh, the, ni- the 1981 sightings, the 2004 mm-hmm. sightings, as, as recent as 2004 sightings. This thing from generation, don't know if it's the same one or not, but I'm thinking the devil, you know, I think it's the devil, so it's the devil, you know. He's not going to have a whole family. He's been asked. He's still around. Nobody's t- nobody's destroyed him. Nobody's killed him. Nobody's done anything to him. So he's still there. I think it's the same one. Unless, of course, the devil decided to have a family. I'm not sure. That's That would be another book that I'm working on. But right now, um, I wanted to do this because I wanted to show the world that the devil uh, works in definitely mysterious ways. And he yeah. works through the kids to the adults. That that notion is very interesting to me because the the devil originally went through a child as a host body. You know, you're mentioning there could be more than one, or I'm thinking, is there a possibility it could be the same one just finding a new host body when the first one wears out? It just jumps. Wow. From person to person. Wendy, hey, you got me on that one. Um, oh, had you not thought of that? I'll be honest with you. That's a question. I'm putting that note right now. Yeah. I'm, putting, I'm writing that down right now. Thank you so much for that angle. Sometimes it's great when you have more than two eyes on, on a project. Yeah. You know, you bring you bring somebody else in. They see it. They can, you know, and then they all of a sudden they go, hey, I got an idea. And wow, that's why I love your show. You guys are amazing. <laughs> this is why we do it. This is a collaborative effort. Love wow. It. Yeah. I, yeah. That's just one more one more question to answer. And I think that's what it, what it's all about is, you know, coming up with, you know, the truth is, is, um, is intangible. So we're constantly chasing after it on this show. Yeah. I love it. And, um, it, wow, we've revealed so much. I think, uh, maybe it'd be time for a quick break, uh, to kind of maybe rest a little bit, frankly, yeah. for me. I, I and, need a little uh, breather after that. <laughs> yeah. So let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. We're back after a short break here on Real True Facts this week, speaking with David Cole about the Jersey Devil. And uh, in uh, a Real True Facts fashion, uh, uh, coming up and revealing all of this, uh, all these details that uh, we didn't really know. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a lot that line up with the folklore, but as we have uncovered, this isn't really an instance of biology or evolution that uh, Dr. Seymour may be suggested, but rather 
uh, a, a historical retelling, according to David Cole, a uh, historical retelling of the origins of the Jersey Devil. And, uh, you know, we were talking about maybe how um, the creature has survived all this time. Uh, so why don't we welcome back David Cole uh, from our break? Hello. Glad to be here. Um, so when we left off, we, we were talking about just just sort of the way that this creature is inhabiting other people and how it has lasted, I guess, since the 1700s up until now. Um, what are, cause you know, we could talk about the history of it and it looks like you've prepared a, a lot of, um, of the historical retellings of this, but, uh, what are some modern ways now that, that people have seen the Jersey devil? Well, in the, in the original knowledge, and notes as part of my book, the New Jersey Devil, not the hockey team. Um, it was, it was, he was. The form was more of a a, a horse-like uh, face, long face, uh, a kangaroo-type body. But one thing that never gets mentioned, well, it starts to get mentioned now, is the fact that he had. Uh, a, a tail, a forked tail. How many oh. forked tail animals are out there that you know, and any kind of horse-like character that stands on two feet, cloven foot like a like a pig? Yeah, I don't know. So I can't name any. I can't either, and I've been looking all over the world, and I've been trying to find this kind of thing. Nothing. So you throw in horns, and you throw in kind of a it's kind of a leathery type. Uh, um, wing that allows this thing. This thing can swim. It can fly. It can it can run as fast as an ostrich, and ostriches can run as fast as forty five miles an hour. Mm -hmm. Wow! So this is fast, and this thing is. I say thing. I, I want to call it the devil because to me, you know, when when you just destroy the family in which, and especially your own mother. Uh, and then you take off like that. I don't think that was very, you know, um, gentleman-like, if you will. So this is a thing. This is a devil. This is a mean thing. And so it, now, and I hate to interrupt you, but when you say devil, are we talking about this in in a biblical sense, or is this something different? No, this is the biblical sense. This is the devil. This it, it, rumor has it that behind his left ear, and only one person that we know of has ever seen. Behind the left ear is the inscription, the six 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 symbol. Oh, okay. Roman. And and this and again, it kind of it starts to the pieces. I, I know I, I've said it before, but the pieces fall into place. You know, why does this seem like such a mysterious animal? Why do we have such a hard time tracking it down or getting photos or any real evidence? It's because it's not just a traditional weird wild animal. Exactly, you cannot capture the devil. You cannot capture the devil. And if you can, you better be really good and have a, a really good place to put him and a solid place to put him. Because if you do not, it's going to be this, and this is what the devil looks like. Wow. So, I mean, 
so now we we have the devil in in this in this particular form, you know, and it's running around on the the east coast or the you know the eastern part of the country, which kind of makes me curious. Um, do you have any thoughts or evidence as to why it really is almost stuck up there? I believe it has to do with the fact that the lands of the you know what is now obviously the United States, Northern America, um, the discoveries uh, on the coast, you know, when ships came in with the Vikings in the Norse, or even Captain Kidd, the stories about Captain Kidd and and the and the New Jersey Devil. That's a whole nother story, but the, mm-hmm. the, the fact that um, I I personally believe that he likes to have that cool area that water that mist that comes off that jersey air that's the, 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 there's a certain odor that emanates from the the sea to you know the the area in in which most of the time he's always seen just in you know sometimes he'll be in in camden and sometimes but most of these days in pine barrens because pine barrens is is that's his home who who, leave, who who leaves their home that often? He might travel. He might go to Kentucky. Or he might go to Florida, or he might come That's over right. here. But he his home is there. That's where he was born in Pine Barrens. Yeah. So I don't think he, I don't, I, I think that's more of a of a sticking to the traditions of of you know three hundred years ago. That's all he knows. Any correlation between the 13 colonies? Because when you said that the colonists wouldn't build a 13th cabin, I thought, well, that seems kind of moot because there are 13 colonies. Mm-hmm. And, and, what was the, and what was the 13th colony? Roanoke, Virginia, mm-hmm. the 13th yeah. colony. None of those people were ever seen again. Yeah. The devil. Because it has been a proven fact that the last person seen in Roanoke was the last person at that time to see what is called the New Jersey Devil now. So he does travel, but not that far that I know of. He sticks within those colonies, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he'll, because, I was going to say, oh, I'm, go I'm sorry to interrupt, but he, he, he's been known. He's starting to, starting to pop up here and there. I said in 2004, the diner incident. That's, I, I think, I believe you read that in my book. I did. There was uh, uh, an incident in a, in a diner. Uh, can, maybe you can elaborate on that for our listeners. Yeah, what happened in the diner incident uh, was, was crazy. And I said 2004 because I was thinking about the uh, other one. The, the, um, uh, there was another incident at the diner, but the original diner incident was in, in 1994. My book came out in 1998. So I wanted to correct myself. I apologize for that. No, sorry. There, there was a, a diner and, and I think a drive-in as well. Correct. And so yeah. exactly. So the diner drive-in is the incident that I, I would like to uh, elaborate on. Um, several, several children um, between the ages of 15 and 18 um, would go to the specific – and it was right outside of Pine, uh, Leeds um, – probably, I don't know, I think it was four or five miles outside of Leeds. Mm-hmm. And there was a drive-in theater, and the kids were watching a replay of Back to the Future Part 2. 
uh, enjoying themselves. There was 15 different cars, scattered different cars watching the movie. After these kids, particular kids that I'm talking about, uh, after they had left it, it was, uh, it was Linda Seymour and her four children. She, she uh, was the one that let them watch the movie. Then she came back, got in the car, picked him back up. You know, she went away for whatever, went shopping or what have you, but let them watch the movie on their own. A couple of kids on the date. Anyway, long story short, they get in the car. They head to the local diner. It's about 11.15, 11.25 at night. The only person that is in there is the one waitress who is actually waiting tables and she's cooking. And she's the one to close up shop. And they usually close the shop around 11. But they let him in because, you know, it's locals. They all knew each other. So the four, four children of Linda were sitting there eating their french fries, eating their uh, shakes and their burgers. Yeah? All of a sudden, out of nowhere, the power went out. And, of course, they're between the ages of 15 and 17 and 18, and they're kind of just all giggly and having fun with it, right? Well, they hear what sounded like like a, a thump, 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 thump. I don't know how to exactly describe what a cloven foot sounds like on the top of a diner, but if you can picture that, that's what that was. That's the mm -hmm. thumping that I'm talking about. Terrifying. So they hear this thumping. They don't know what it is. They're kind of, they start getting a little nervous. They start getting a little scared. Then the power generator comes on to the diner. Kids are kind of, okay, everything seems to be gone. The lady that was there is trying to use the phone. No phone is out of business. They're on the generator. The phone is out of business. No power, nothing except for the generator. So uh, the... Only, you could only hear the power of the generator. Right. So you could only hear the power of the generator. Uh, and next thing you know, one of the children just – I know this for a fact when I interviewed her for the story. She's much older now. When I interviewed her, it was very hard for her to talk. She turned white as a sheet telling me the story how when she looked out the window, there was what appeared to be a very long goat-looking uh, face with red eyes staring back at her with horns and a very distinct kind of screechy uh, a scream that I, I, I can't describe it. Otherwise, I, I, because to me, it gives me a shocking, I don't want to go there. What she described this eerie, just screeching sound it made, uh, it still gives me the chills today. Uh, and I, I Describing it would be, you'd have to hear her say it. And that's why I'm going to make this into an audio book soon. My, my, my yeah. book, the, uh, the New Jersey Devil, not the hockey team. I'm going to put that into audio books, and then we're going to recreate the screech and the sound. But that was the wow. diner incident. That, and they saw it, and Allison, lights went back on. As soon as the lights went back on, it was gone. Yeah. But the, so, Naturally. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I mean, this just seems so much deeper than we originally thought. And I admit, I feel kind of silly now because in the beginning of the show, the pictures that I've seen 
um, of the Jersey Devil, I thought were kind of cute. And now I just I feel so ridiculous thinking that um, thinking that because obviously now we are dealing with the devil and not just a, a name that locals have come up with to describe this creature. Um, I'll ask now because these stories are so chilling. Are we in a battle for our souls? Every day. Yeah. Every day. Wow. So that makes me wonder, is there um, is there a religious component to any of this or is the, the devil uh, indiscriminate? I mean, you know, it, it doesn't matter whether you're atheist or agnostic or a Buddhist, you know, will the will this creature just uh, will attack you or can it affect you or <laughs> is there a religious element to this or how does that work? The religious element to that is is very tricky i'm not going there i'm not gonna go there no way i don't want to deal with that Uh uh-uh i i it's the devil man i'm not gonna go there yes so whether we believe it exists or not i don't think that's the question right it doesn't matter whether we believe in you know jesus or buddha or um or uh, the, you know, if we're yeah. Zoroastrothrustras, right. or just regardless you know. of the theology, it is here. Um, and he's bad. He's a bad, bad creature. Because that was my next question. Because a lot of times things are misunderstood, or we don't know why they're there, or we're just afraid. You're saying beyond a shadow of a doubt, this is an evil entity. Yes, there's no doubt. No doubt he exists. There's no doubt he's evil. There's no doubt he lives out that way. And we still, to this day, are trying to figure out what is his major plan. Yeah. Because in your book, I know that chapter about his plan was was long in theory, but there really wasn't anything concrete there. And since uh, 1994, I believe, have you come up with any more uh, plans of action or things that we can do in order to, to get this, this devil uh, out of us, I suppose. Well, I, the best thing I believe we can all do is, is cleanse yourself on a constant, you know, maybe use Epsom salts, maybe whatever, yeah. whatever helps to, to, to heal your body and inside, meditate, um, believe in uh, whatever you believe in. Um, because, you know, the, 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 you know, the Jersey devil, he's out there. He's, he's coming for you if you don't watch out. And that's just yeah. no doubt about it. Do we have any, so I guess one um, defense would be keeping ourselves clean. Um, has throughout history, has anyone made any progress with this, with this battle or, you know, maybe I guess wounded it in a, in a way, not necessarily physically, but spiritually or uh, contained it or weakened it in any way throughout the years? Well, the Himalayan salts apparently are um, quite a turn for the said creature, meaning if you take Himalayan salts, you know what the Himalayan salts are? Yes. Yeah, okay. No, of, I, I'm oh, sorry. I have no idea. Him- oh. Himalayan salts are salts that are used mostly for cooking. It's their, um, a, 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 cert- a salt that is usually pinkish, purplish in color that come from the Himalayan mountains and are, are, are a very uh, stronger 
source of sodium and iodine. Uh, most people use them for cooking. Um, uh, some actually use them for cleansing. And oh, yeah, wow. okay. buy lamps. They're like a giant salt block lamps that you can plug in. And I, I suppose the light um, sort of activates the cleansing powers of the salt and can permeate your room with those essences. Almost every home that if you end up going, I don't know if you both have been to Leeds or the Pine Barrens, if you go that way, you'll notice the salt lamps in every single home um, because it is a protector. And um, sure. the the salts, you know, it's it's they're sharp and it's, it's they've been known to uh, scar the New Jersey Devil. So if the left wing, right, there's like three sections of the of the wing which open up and flat. On the on yep. the left wing, on the bottom side, um, he had been in a battle, which is obviously in my book. It happened around 1906. That was an interesting battle because the one that actually got apart and actually wounded the the, the Leeds devil, we like to call him, um, put a little used the salts, the Himalayan salts, as almost as almost got like a razor sharp knife, and and it's in there. So there's still to this day about a three and a half inch hole in his left wing. And that's so this is a special, yeah, this is a specialized weapon that was developed to oh, okay. be able to battle. At the time, um, in 1906, it was, correct. And so yeah. everybody in the area, you know, they, they, that, was a, that, was a, that was the year that the New Jersey Devil really started coming back. There was even a, there was even a $10,000 reward for this thing. Um, so there was a lot of people scattered and looking for the Leeds Devil. And this thing evaded most everybody most of the time. There's rumor that he was caught one time and used in a museum, but I believe that's truly folklore, guys. I don't believe that story at all. Because if they caught this thing, then they then the devil would be gone, you know. Well, uh, I think a lot of times if uh, someone were to catch it, I don't think they would know what to do with it. It seems like such a, a powerful ancient one that um, – you know, to to be in its presence is is almost more dangerous. Well, I know what I do, and that is yeah. not keep it here in this God's green earth. <laughs> that's for sure. Eradicate that. Wow. So, geez, and, and you mentioned 1906 was when it made, came back so strongly. Well, nine minus six, of course, is three. So one. As in nineteen oh six, that's uh, brings out the number thirteen once again, like yeah. right, right, right in front of our faces. Yeah, so it's not something we can easily avoid. And I don't want to spook anybody, but this is actually our thirteenth show. <gasps> Unbelievable! Uh, Pure think, coincidence. I don't know. I have a hard time believing that now it, that it yeah. really is. That uh, it yeah, could I be mean, shoot. You know, wow. It, so it's always a challenge when we're talking about these things because. You know, we we had, you know, the incident with, uh, you know, Dr. Seymour and his cloning and, you know, there, 
Loch Ness, and then suddenly it's in the news. We we just sort of have this serendipitous thing um, with our show, and so hopefully we're not stirring anything up by by talking about this. You don't want to do that. No, no. This is purely inf- informational. We're not trying to uh, conjure anything now that we we know the absolute truth. No man, uh, David. David, I want to pivot a little bit and talk about the uh, imagery in the current media with the Jersey Devil, because I know in your book you have to reiterate that it's not the hockey team. Uh, We have movies and video games that feature the the Jersey Devil now. I I think maybe people don't know the actual truth behind it, and it's sort of taken on sort of a pop culture thing. Um, What are the what are the dangers in in perpetuating this imagery? You're sitting there making fun or, you know, you got the hockey team. That's why I put that in my, the name of my book, The New Jersey Devil, Not the Hockey Team, because there there was a vote back in 1982 for the hockey team. And they and the biggest na- uh, uh, name was naming it the New Jersey Devils, and that's the name that won. And they've got a symbol of this little devil guy on their shirts or on their, on their t-shirts or, and, and the paraphernalia that they have. And let me tell you what, that is not the way to go. That is the bad, that's bringing him back. That's keeping, we're feeding, we're feeding to him. And that's what he wants. He wants to, that's, he wants to take our souls. He wants to, he wants to come in and take over. That's why the hockey team, they won three Stanley cups, three championships. Don't tell me those are the years that they won. Those are the years that they had the symbol on their shirts of the devil's face. They don't have mm. the symbol on there anymore? To my knowledge, they do not. Mm. Wow. So it seems like there could be more at play here uh, and uh, more at play to the, the society um, at large. Um, I feel like we should uh, take uh, one final break here and um, – and try and wrap our heads around this and uh um and then you know we could i feel like we could go on for hours with all these new revelations but unfortunately you know we have to uh, all good things must come to an end so uh, maybe we should finish things up and then um you know wrap up uh, this week's with the mailbag that sounds good um we will do that and we'll be right back We're back from a final break with author David Cole, author of The New Jersey Devil, Not the Hockey Team. Uh, we've talked about a lot of really scary stuff tonight, I think, um, which has been really enlightening. And, uh, you know, we have gone over a lot of folklore about the Jersey Devil, but it, it is not a platypus. It is the devil himself. And I think that's something that we really have to watch out for. You know, like you said, our, we're fighting for our souls every day. Um, uh, David, I know that you mentioned earlier that you have another book in the works. Can you tell us more about that? I sure can. Um, as I've, I'll always, I'll always um, refer to the New Jersey devil as my go-to um, because it is, I spent a, a half a lifetime researching this amazing creature. And I say amazing, I mean like just its appearance wise. In the literal it, sense of the word. Yes, absolutely. Um, but I have been working on a new book called uh, The Mothman Prophecy, not the movie with Richard Gere. 
And mm. that hopefully will be finished around 2021. Oh my goodness. And mm. I remembered you did a story on the Mothman Prophecy and I really enjoyed that with, uh, with a fellow uh, co-writer, or not co-writer, uh, a colleague, uh, John, oh, John, yeah. Johnny Cobrax. Oh, yeah, Johnny Cobrax, uh, Jr. Yeah, we... Yeah. Uh, we uh yeah we talked very uh, d- deeply about the disappearance of his father and hopefully we'll be able to get to the bottom of that at some point um but yes um you know a, a collaboration on the mothman i think is is due we mm-hmm. definitely need that. yeah yeah we'll have to maybe in the future do uh, an anthology sort of follow-up where we uh you know uh, where are they now sort of thing with the uh, thing with all of our previous guests and stories and make sure yeah. we uh you know touch all those um uh, stories well hopefully yeah. hopefully we won't be touching the devil no no, no um, so so usually on the show we um, i i know that um uh, my co-host here tends to ask what we should do if we ever encounter the beings that we talk about. So mm-hmm. if we were to encounter the Jersey devil, or I guess just the devil now that, that we've really gotten down to it, what are some things that we can do to keep us safe? You, you talked about the Himalayan salt. Uh, what else can we do? Run, just run. Yeah. Run as fast as you can out of the Pine Barrens. Don't look back. Just run. Maybe just stay out of New Jersey, I guess. I like New Jersey. Uh, I, I I have some friends there, but we never go to the Pine Barrens. Yeah. Mm. We won't do it. Interesting. Run. I think, yeah, I mean, we get caught up in the whole stop, drop, and roll of it all. And uh, sometimes it's the best... You know, the, the best thing to do is just get out of there as fast as yeah, you can. Stopped up and roll. We've got duck and cover. No one ever just says run, panic and run. Maybe maybe that's just what we need to do. Um, but, uh, yeah. I, I, I apologize. I'm just, I'm so flabbergasted to learn the truth. I mean, it, sometimes on this show, the truth really does rock our worlds and and you have definitely done that today and we are very appreciative but uh, also a little a little uh skeeved out i think <laughs> yeah i mean we had a long run we had a run of uh, quite a few episodes with all of these mysterious creatures and animals and things and kind of a peace and love sort of outcome and so this was almost a reality check like hey yeah. You know, oh, as much as we love for everything to be peaceful out there, there are some dangerous things that we need to um, be aware of, you know, uh, uh, almost, uh, I hate to use the term, but a spiritual terrorist mm-hmm. out there. Um, but I yeah, I want to express my thanks, uh, David, uh, Mr. Cole, for coming out and taking um, this uh, this risk on your own, I, this amazing personal risk, and sharing all this information and shedding this light on this difficult topic for us. So I just want to say thank you. Yes. Thank you, Jordan. Thank you, Wendy. Well, I think, I think uh, the biggest thing that I, I took from that is just don't have kids. Right. I, I don't I didn't like them before this episode. And, you know, and now I'm just thinking I'm not going to I don't want them. And especially if I get up around 12, then yeah. I'm just going to be even more careful. Just I mean, I think I'd be that. careful after four or five, but yeah. you never know. You know, it just you know how that works. Just if cut you it have, off from that. Yeah. Yeah. If 11 or 12 That's come out, it. just in yeah, one batch, you never know. So yeah. Yeah. obviously I don't I'm not familiar with um, either either once or not at all. 
right procreation but uh so <laughs> what is our mail <laughs> yeah i mean shoot um yes mailbag um we we have uh one email today um from our nifty mailbag um before i read it uh if any of our listeners out there want to send us an email you can do so at realtruefactsmail at gmail.com you can also follow us on instagram at realtruefactsgram where we post uh, little tidbits of uh, behind the shows uh, links to where you can listen which is pretty much everywhere right Yes, uh, everywhere you can listen on all the major platforms, Spotify, iTunes, uh, Stitcher, um, uh, Podbean, uh, subscribe, like and subscribe, rate and uh, share all of those buzzwords. Yes, uh, we have a few ratings um, on the show, which we certainly appreciate the listeners taking uh, the time to send us some pretty high ratings. So it makes us uh, very happy and it's um uh, it makes our job easier too. You know, we want to get the real true facts out there for you, and you know, telling your friends, having your friends listen, tuning in every week, which I know so many of you are doing, and you're doing so from all over the world. We we can tell, and uh, we certainly appreciate you doing that. So keep doing that. Keep um, tuning in and uh, searching for those facts with us. So uh, mail today. We've got one from Hayden M. And yeah, Hayden okay. wants to know. Is Hollywood right? That's the subject of the email. Uh, Hayden writes, there are countless depictions of a subterranean climate in which dinosaurs still thrive in movies, TV, and even kids programming. How many biomes like this are there and where are they? Wow, hidden. Bi- Somebody's been listening to Dr. Seymour. I, was, I know, I was going to say, wow, hidden biomes, but yeah. I didn't really want to use that word because I, I was a little scary to, I'm always uh, scared to use words that I'm not 100% sure on. Yeah, I can tell wow. this, this listener has been tuning in because there's yeah. def- definitely some uh, terms that our, our science bad boy has used. Biomes. Yeah, that reeks of Dr. Seymour. I think um, hidden biomes uh, could be a really great topic if I, <laughs> if I'm, clear on what that means i just i i imagine uh just environments you know any sort of hotbed environment where uh or, or closed off realms on mm. this planet in which dinosaurs specific i guess specifically dinosaurs maybe in the right. Cretaceous yeah. period maybe uh you know uh, even earlier than that before dinosaurs like a mesozoic sort of thing um sure you know, Jurassic, who knows, uh, mm-hmm. that uh, subterranean climate. So, so something warm, I imagine, mm. uh, could that still exist in Hollywood? We have things, uh, I'm thinking of like land of the lost. Land of the lost. Yeah. And, uh, um, uh, yeah, many true? sort of episodes where someone, you know, breaks through an ice wall or goes into a cave and yeah. you know, uncovers, a you know, an entirely new thing. Um, See no man. <laughs> Uh, you know, sure. Jurassic Park, we've got that. So, yeah, that could be really something really cool to um, explore. No pun right. intended. Uh, these uh, subterranean climates where dinosaurs could still go. Yeah, I'm sure. Why don't we get into it? Hidden biomes. Yeah, again, I'm taking a bit of a chance on the word, but yeah, I love it. Yeah, let's do it. I, I guess, so, yeah, um, that is our mail. It's a very small, modest mailbag today, but I think it was a pretty loaded question. Uh, so, Tune in next week. We'll talk about secret biomes and actually define the word because uh, I probably am getting it wrong. So. 
Yeah, I'll before I say it again, I'll definitely ask someone else what it means. Uh, I'll have to read what it means and then tell you because I, I know you're not going to read it. But yeah, that's why I said I'll, I'll <laughs> be asking someone uh, or being or I'll be told by someone yeah, either way. Exactly. Um, before, the, before we uh, meet again. Yes. Uh, so a uh, very warm thank you to Dr. Seymour who joined us briefly today before going back down to the science bunker. Uh, we'll touch base with him next week about our biomes uh, and also thank you to author David Cole who joined us to really risk a lot to, to tell us about his life's work of, of documenting and really keeping the story alive of the Jersey Devil in order to maybe help us become better people to warn us um, we certainly appreciate his work and the risks he takes on a daily basis to bring us the real true facts uh, but that's just that's just how we gotta roll sometimes uh, mm-hmm. thank you to him uh, we will check back in with him at some point uh, during his collaboration with John Patrick Kobrax about the uh, Mothman prophecies not the movie um, and I suppose unless we have anything else I, I think we'll go ahead and close it up for today I agree. Perfect. Uh, Thank you, viewers, for tuning in again to another episode of Real True Facts. We will see you next week. Don't forget, uh, we are also on YouTube if you'd like to listen to the show that way. Um, Send us an email, realtruefactsmail at gmail.com. Follow us uh, anywhere you can think of, except don't follow us back to our bunkers. And we'll see you next time. And remember, just because you hear about it or read about it doesn't mean it's true. Keep questioning your world and we'll see you next time on Real True Facts.